0: Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Enjoy today's message. Hi, everybody. Are you ready for the Bible today? I want to read to you Jeremiah 31, verse 3. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It talks about God's love for us. It says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. I love that about our God. He has loved us. He does love us. He will love us. And he is drawing us to himself with his unfailing kindness. Y'all, God loves us so much more than we know. Certainly more than we deserve. And today we're going to talk about God's love for us. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you, Lord God, for your ability to love us. And right now... We open up our ears and we open up our heart, God, to hear what you are saying to us. Lord, we want to hear you today. Thank you for your ability to speak to each and every one of us today. Lord, we open up our heart and we open up our ears to hear what you have to say to us. Lord, I pray for the empowerment and the leading of your Holy Spirit. God, to share what's in your heart today. I thank you for the privilege and I honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. So today we're starting a new series, and the series is called Loved. And today what I want to do is I want to start by talking about the basis of God's love for you. The starting point of why God loves you and his decision to love you and how that decision is not going to change. But first, I want to introduce someone to you today. This is Adelie. Now, isn't she just adorable? I mean... That smile is for real. It is legit. It will win anyone over. It certainly won me over that smile and that sweet spirit. And uh, I think Adalie, if she was uh, speaking already, she could have asked me for anything and I would have given it to her. I did get the opportunity to give her a bottle. That was pretty cool. Um you know, having raised uh, four kids ourselves, Elizabeth and I, I know that babies are a whole lot of work. There's the feeding, and there's the diapers, and then there's the teething, and there's the tantrums, and oh yeah, they have a sin nature as well. Um, But y'all know if you've raised any children, it is well worth all that hard work. And um, the reality is, we love those children because they're ours, right? Um, And when we look at them, especially as babies, we look at them and we can see ourselves in them. And that's just a... Such a special thing. And I want to tell you today that that is how God sees you. That's how he has always seen you, as his. And that's how he still sees you, uh, as his son, his daughter, well worth the work and well worth all the effort. I think sometimes we grow up and uh, we get more complicated and things in life. But it's important to remember that God still sees you as his child. And he still sees that purity and that simplicity in your life. I want to take you to a scripture that David in the Old Testament wrote as a psalm. Now this is King David in the Old Testament. He was also a psalmist and a worshiper of the Lord. And he had this amazing revelation about God's love for him and God's knowledge of him and God's Um, place in his life as his creator. And this is what it says in Psalm 139. We're going to read verses 13 through 17. David says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body, and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious are your thoughts, O God! How vast the sum of them! Now, parents, you get it, right? You understand. When we look at um, our children, we look at them when we go, man... Somehow we created this child, right? And how much more does God look at us as his creation, right? He is our creator. I love these phrases. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I was woven together. Your eyes saw my unformed body. I want to tell you today that as much as our natural parents are our parents... God is ultimately our parent and our creator. And here's the thing. He created us in his image, right? We are his image bearers. Just like when we look at our children and we see ourselves in them, God sees his image in us. And he loves us. And he loves you. You are his image bearer. He created your inmost being. He saw your unformed body. He knit you together. Just like David had this revelation, the revelation is for you as well. He knit you together in your mother's womb. It is such a tender picture of God's hand on your life as your creator and as your parent. Um, You know... In life, we can love a lot of people in our lives, and I say, you know, loved, right? We can love a boss because he's fair and deals with us with integrity, or we can love an employee because they work hard and take ownership for their work. Um, we can love a coworker because um, they're dependable and willing to be helpful, right? We can love a neighbor because they're kind, and generous, or thoughtful. We can love a friend because they're trustworthy. All of these relationships are perfectly fine. But whenever there's a because, because they, that relationship is built on expectation, right? It's built on some performance. And if the performance fails, the relationship could fail as well, right? Um, You don't love your children because they anything, right? There's no because they. You love your children because they're yours, right? You don't love your children. You don't raise your children so that you could hopefully get some free labor out of them someday, right? Or you're not raising them so that you could get something from them. No, you love and raise your children because they're yours. And you know what? God has never loved you based on what you would do or what you are doing in your life. He has always loved you because you are His. Now think about that for a moment. So many times we think in terms of how we disappointed God, how we failed God, and the reality is we can have a lot of failure in our lives, but that is not why God loves you. He loves you because He created you. He loves you because you're His. He loves you because you are His image bearer, That's how he started loving you, and that is how he has always loved you. I want to take you to a scripture in Romans 8, verses 14 through 17. It says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you receive, talking about the Holy Spirit, does not make you slaves so that you live in fear. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. You see, when you made a decision to follow Christ, you received the Holy Spirit into your life, right? God's Spirit is in you and testifies that you are a child of God and you can cry out Abba Father you can cry out to God confidently as your father because of God's spirit that he placed in you when you made a commitment to Christ I remember when my parents passed away my mom in 2011 my dad in 2017 and Remember, I'm thinking, I'm rather young, and both my parents have passed away. And while this is absolutely true, um, I I feel like one of the very first things that God spoke to me um, after my parents passed away is he said this phrase, I'm your parent now. Now, God had always been my parent, right? He, he's my creator, right? Just like my parents are my parents. God has always been my, you know, my creator But this idea that he is my parent now is something that I felt like he said to me because he wanted me to experience what it was all the more for him to be my parent. He was saying, you know, just like he's a father to the fatherless and a defender of widows, what he was trying to say is, listen, now that your natural parents are gone, I'm all the more your parent. I'm all the more there for you. And I feel like personally, even though I'm 46 years old, I feel like God is saying, I want you to know and experience what it is for me to be your father. What it means for me to be your parent. And to rest in that and to depend on him like that. And, And I know it's true, but you know something can be true and you still need to experience it. Something can be true and you still need to walk in it. And that's the journey that I find myself in. I want to challenge you in this series... To learn how to accept and to receive God's perfect love that he has for you. Because he already loves you perfectly. But what he wants you to do is learn how to rest in that. Learn how to receive that. Learn how to accept that and incorporate it in your life. Because God's love for you will transform you. When you know that you're loved, you feel secure. When you know you're loved, you know you're safe. When you know you're loved, you know you have value. And those things produce so much fruit in our lives. The problem is we typically disqualify ourselves. We disappoint ourselves and then we assume God must be disappointed in us. We get angry with ourselves and we assume God must be angry with us as well. Um, We believe that lie that God cannot sincerely love us. I've heard a lot of people say, well, I know God loves me. I know, like, He loves everybody else. But you know, no, no. God sincerely loves you. Genuinely loves you. Fiercely, He loves you. You as an individual. Um, A lot of times, when we don't measure up, we think that, he can't love us, and it's frankly just not the truth. Romans 5 8 says this. He says, But God demonstrates his own love for us. In this, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The reality is, God loved you in your failure. This is this is where we get it wrong. We live in the context of conditional love. We think I am loved because I'm a good person. I am loved because I'm treating other people well. I am loved because I don't do these things. I am loved because I am doing these things. Um, I love others because they, um, they respect me or they care about me. That is all conditional love. It's predicated on something that has to be true for love to follow. But the reality is, God the Father loves you because you're His. Period. God the Father loves you because you're his creation. God the Father loves you because you are his son. You are his daughter. His love is not conditional. What's really cool about this verse that I just read in Romans 5, 8, where it says "But God demonstrates his own love. That is. Demonstrates his own love. That word for love is a word called agape in the original language. Which is a really unique word. There's several different words that are used in scripture for the word love. But this particular word, agape, specifically means unconditional love. The kind of love that's just a decision. A love that's not based on anything else than I have decided I have determined, um, I am resolved, I love this person. It's so right that this word is used in here, right? Because it says God demonstrates his, let me substitute in, God demonstrates his unconditional love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Did you catch that? You see, we as sinners, right, we have failed And yet, while we were yet sinners, because of his unconditional love, Christ died for us. Do you see that? That God loved you through your failure. He loved you even though he knows that you and I have failed. He didn't pull away his love. He didn't hold it in ransom. But in his unconditional love, Jesus went to a cross to pay for our sins... Because he loves us. Because he loves us even in the midst of our sin. Y'all, that is a different kind of love than conditional love. Than love in the world. Than love that is based on expectation. It's a different kind of love. And yet, we can receive this love. And how easy is it for us to forget? It's so easy to forget that he always loved us. He loved you before you made a decision for him. He loved you before you turned to him. He has loved you, he does love you, and he will love you. And when you receive that kind of revelation into your own heart, that receive that kind of rest in your heart, it's transformative. The basis of his love is that he created you. The basis of his love for you is that you were his idea first. He loves you because you bear his image. He made you that way. He loves you because he created you and has decided to love you. He didn't create you to earn his love. He created you to receive his love. Let me say that again to you. He didn't create you to earn his love. He created you to receive his love that's already there. Now, I want to show you this picture again of Adley. And I want to tell you today, when you look at that little girl... You know that her earthly parents are always going to love her. And how much more will her heavenly father love her? Now see, when we look at a picture like this, it's kind of easy to see it. Like, yeah, her parents love her. Of course, her parents are always going to love love her. But can you believe today that God the Father does love you? And that he has always loved you? And that he always will love you? You see, that's the starting point. That's the basis. The basis is you are his, and he already does love you. Maybe maybe you're listening today, and you've never received this kind of love from God. I want you to know today... That God loves you. Maybe you've never made a commitment to God. I want you to know that God already loves you. And he demonstrated this love by Jesus going to the cross. He wanted to take every sin, every shame, every injustice in your life. And he wanted to put it on the cross and, get, and to have Jesus die for your sin, for your shame. And today, if you've never received that kind of love from God and you realize, you know what? I need to turn my life over to this God who created me and this God who loves me. I just want to encourage you that today is the day to give your life to God. It's not complicated. The way that you do it is first you receive the forgiveness that he's already paid for. It's just time to say, God, I need and want and I receive that forgiveness. And you just say, God... Forgive me of my sins, the things that I've done wrong. Would you wash me clean? And would you take the weight of the shame off of my life? And you just receive him as your God and just say, God, I want to follow after you. I want to know what it is to know you and to follow you and to be in relationship with you. And I've got to tell you, it says in Scripture that when one person turns their life over to God, that it's like there's a party in heaven, like the angels go crazy rejoicing. The reason is this, because your life is valuable and meaningful to God. If you've never made that commitment, I just want to encourage you to make it today. Um, if you've made that commitment before, but maybe you have taken the reins of your life back into your own hands, I just want to encourage you today to let go and put it back in God's hands and say, God, help me, help me to follow after you. If that's you today, and you're making that decision. I want to know about it because I want to rejoice with you, and I want to, to make sure that you have... All the resources and all the connections to be able to, um, to grow in this journey of walking with God. If that's you, go to victorychristian.church and click on next steps. And uh, we'll reach right back out to you. And uh, we're, we're so excited for you today. Now I want to take a moment and I want to pray for you. As we're going into this new series, Loved. Um, I want to pray for you that this revelation that you are God's child. You are his creation. You are important to him and that he already does love you. And to learn what it is to rest and to accept the fact that he rests in and accept the fact that he already does love you. Let's pray today. Father, we honor you today and we recognize what you have said to us in your word, which is that you have loved us, you do love us, you will love us. And I pray today for those who would say, you know, I just don't really feel lovable. But God, that's just not how your love works. I pray, God, that you would remove that barrier. And God, that people could just receive that love, the pure love that doesn't come with a bunch of hang-ups. Lord, doesn't come with a bunch of... A, Other items with it. But God your love comes as a gift to us. Because it's already there. May we be able to receive the fact that you love us perfectly. Lord help us to believe that. To rest in it. And, God, to receive the fruit of it. And I pray that that kind of love will just cause us to draw close to you, God. That, Lord, we would know that when we pray to you, that, God, you're not far off. You're right here for us. Lord, that when we pray for you, that we can know that you really do care, Lord. You care about what's going on in our lives. You care intimately about us, Lord God. I pray that your love for us, God, would open up, Father, a a, a create a blossoming in our relationship with you, Lord God, where we could draw closer and closer in confidence, knowing, God, that you're not waiting, Father, to hurt us. You're actually waiting, Father, to embrace us. God, we thank you for that kind of love. May our hearts, may our faith, Lord, grab a hold of that, believe it, and walk closer with you. God, we thank you for your perfect, unconditional love, It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, just go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.